Now, the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So, I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is October 4th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I am back in the shed. I, uh, You know what? I Last night I got over six hours of sleep for like the first time in a week. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, yeah. I woke up this morning. I felt like a new human being. Um, right. I, you know, going that as bad as it is, as it is going uh west to east because like you're just like you're constantly losing you just lose hours right you you you're all of a sudden getting up at these like r what are really obscure hours for especially what i do um you know really obscure hours for the west coast and then when you come back it's like delight i went to bed at like 9 30 it, it felt super late and i like woke up at 6 30 and i was like I just felt like a new human being. Yeah, I know all these West Coasters make all these things about it's great for sports and it's great to be out there. I don't. I just think overall it's it's more onerous than it needs to be for for work and business. I think you lose a lot of hours when you got to travel. I think a lot's happened when you wake up. But I'm I'm not against West Coast at all. Like I, I'm not an East Coaster by nature. Sounds like an East Coast elite. Zone. No, not at all. It seems like it can be onerous though. But you know what? You have to be buoyed. And enthused by a new Andy coming to the world of golf. That's Mr. Andy Waterman playing in the Pro Am at the Dunhill Links. Andrew Waterman, you have a puzzled look on your face, like you don't know what's happening right now. You have not researched this since you've been home. No, I haven't. I haven't done anything. All right. Oh, this is home. great. If you had to guess, who is Andrew Waterman? I'm stumped. Like, is he? Uh, is he? Um... A singer-songwriter from from In Scotland, the, the north of Scotland. <laughs> yes, this worked out even better than I could have executed. It is, in fact, none other than His Excellency Yasser Al-Rumayan playing under a pseudonym in the Dunhill Pro-Am Links. Breaking news this morning as we record, as you wake up in the shed on the West Coast, I almost clicked on I almost clicked on the article that while well, I was getting ready for this about yep. Yasser playing. Yep. I had no yep. clue that it was under, you know, my my is it surname or what's your first uh, name label? The first name, yeah. Surname's your last name. I'm last name. Sure. Almost what, positive. What's the first name? I forget. I forget. Thing. I have a proper name. I don't remember. Um, but Andy Waterman. Like, Why don't we on. go by surname? Like it's it's shorter than last name. Yeah, that's fair. We could do that. Could do that. You're all choppy. You're way behind. All choppy up. You got your shed Wi-Fi jamming us right now. Um, really? Yeah. It feels smooth like, on my end. No, it's like it's it's like you're frozen and then it goes really fast for two seconds. But. I mean, what kind of Mickey Mouse event is this? Is this a golf event where you can just have guys enter under fake names like Michael Vick using Ron Mexico or Joey Freshwater, uh, uh, Lane Kiffin's famous 
this is a real golf event. You can't just have guys like either play or don't. I mean, even the, you know, when the PGA tour had a, a former head of state who, you know, a genocidal maniac that was playing in the Amex pro-am from Indonesia, he was under his real name, Yapto, uh, whatever it is. So, so much or Sorno or whatever, however you pronounce it. Um, like, come on. If he's going to play, like people are just going to notice him. I suggested we send him a just a guy hat to keep his low profile. So he's just, I'm just a guy. I'm not anybody. Don't pay attention to me. We had, Unbelievable, we, preposterous story that he's allowed to do this and that he thought Andrew Waterman would work for anything for any amount of time. You know, there was a there's a nice, uh, nice gentleman at our event on Monday at the Kingsley Club. He was, you know, it was early in the morning. He was enjoying breakfast in the kind of the corner and i i i looked i saw him and he we met eyes he's wearing a just a guy hat and he's just beaming from ear to ear you could tell he was like a pig and shit wearing that hat the day after the Ryder cup after a a, a horrendous experience uh, performance from jordan spieth like you know the the just a guy nation was was waving their flags um you know, on Monday morning. Uh, that's great. I love it. We got to get one to Yasser if he's trying to keep such a low profile <laughs> and his name out of the headlines. They shouldn't allow this. It's crazy. We'll just start there with our schedule for the week. We're going to get to Stefan Shoffley here in a minute in news. Well, he's I scared. thought we were going to talk Sanderson right off the gate. That's that's uh, to me the one that we got we to gotta monitor I mean, this week. The, Andrew Waterman had me cracking up this morning. We had to start with that here. What so, would be your what, what would be your uh, name? That's a good one. I need to think of. Well, there were a bunch of people sending us kind of humorous suggestions. I would need some time uh, to come up with. I a, feel a like really this guy one. on the Corn Ferry tour. While I, I, so, my research, Chris Peatfish would be a great one. Oh. That's a great fake name. That is a good one. Bill, yeah, I try to trying to think what's like within the realm of like being somewhat realistic, but also being humorous and amusing. Um, I think going with something like John Johnson is a great one. You know, <laughs> I can't say who, but we encountered an individual last week that, that where his first name repeats his last name in a former fashion. I'm not going to say who, but yes, it's, it's always fun when you get something like that. Um, God, your, your, your internet's a disaster. Every time I don't think just... it's a, I'm going to do a speed test right now. Turn the video I'll, I'll tell you what's going on. I'm, You're I'm frozen. Tell... And then all of a sudden it's like going on 10 X speed where it I think this up, is, so. I think this is a you problem. No, I think you're wired. I've been I got... in good shape. I got my Comcast of all due respect. I pop it when it's terrible. Oh. My Comcast has been great for a long time now. Now they, they've got commercials at the ass for the Ryder cup, but my, my internet's been great for, for a year or two now. So I'm no getting, I'm getting your, your internet connection. This, this is the summary. Your internet connection is very fast. Your internet connection should be able to handle multiple devices, streaming HD videos, video conferencing and gaming at the same time. So you know what? I think this is a you, you problem. All right. Maybe it is. Maybe it's, re- I got no choppiness coming software. back. I could think be it's our recording software. It, it could it's, be our, it's always, always a strong possibility that it's our recording software. The that, audio is a problem. That we pay right, done. a premium amount for and receive <laughs> pretty lackluster results from Dunhill links. This is going to start our schedule for the week. We have an above what? average golf week, given that we're kind of picking up the pieces from all these cups, Solheim riders cup and all, and all the others. But, 
Not a we bad got coffee golf. We got great coffee golf. We got uh, a, a KFT championship. Some pretty good, I'd say, above average week. Alfred Dunhill Links Championship. This is at the old course, St. Andrews, along with Carnoustie and Kings Barnes. I'm getting texts from European tour officials who are saying they're staying at the home of golf with pictures of the, the, Fairmont, the Fairmont, where they're it's like, ah, you know what? That's probably a great place to stay. Separate golf. If they pulled the okie doke on you with uh, the home of golf and you, those are your accommodations, I think you'd be happy. It's just when you get out on the course, maybe that, that the uh, sudden surprise and, and uh, pull the rug out from under, under you happens. But we have the Dunhill Links Championship. There are live boys aplenty in this because they are not members. They've been invited by the South African Johan Rupert, who's the billionaire who's really got his thumb on the scale with this event, and really runs it, and that's why you have Yasser in the pro am. You got so Pete Uline. Uh, he's playing all time. Yasser's Liverpool. playing with him. Yeah. Yasser's oh, that's playing a, with that's the pairing with the pro am. Yep, that's his. That's his pairing. Is um, are the Co- is Kotsia in this? Uh, that's a good question. It is like basically a, a South African special, but it's you have Uline, Usti, Kotsia's not in it. Yeah, he's not in. Uline, 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 Oosthazen, Talor Gooch, um, I think Laurie Cantor, and one other live boy is in it. So you have to be a non-member of the European tour. You have to have no sanctions currently against you. And they got these five sponsors invites from live via Johan Rupert. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. I, it's a It's one of their best events, but I got to say, this is a disaster of a scheduling issue. Right. I mean, how many guys from the Ryder Cup who are your prominent players, your show ponies are going to come from Rome to uh, Scotland? Didn't, didn't almost all of them, though. I mean, I see Fleetwood's in the field. Big shot. Bob. Billy Hose uh, just enjoying a year, uh, a late <laughs> European summer vacation. You know, of an off well, Florida a, a, stinks. An autumnal blown off by Kentucky, so he's just fled to the Europe. God, Hudson so. Swafford's playing. He's he's the one that got the he's the one he's the fifth. I couldn't recall that got the sponsors invite. Rory's playing, right? Rory Franson, but not Rory McIlroy. Oh. Scott looks. God, like Rory what's Franson. going on with my control app? Internet. There you go. Your internet's all. Well, I searched McIlroy, and he's he's. There's three things on it, but my control F's not doing the jump to the things. Yeah, I I really think um, you got Fitz Fleetwood. You got uh, both Fitzy. You got the Fitzy brothers. Yeah, the Fitz bros. Yeah, they're playing together. I wonder who their amateur partners are. This is the great story of, of Lee Westwood stuffing a guy in a locker, telling him he's not a true sportsman for dating some, I forget, some woman. It wasn't that oh, he God. an entertainer or something. He pushed some guy in a locker. Gunner's in the Barry field. Clark. Gunner who? Stall? Gunner Weeby. Oh, Louis de Jaeger. It's a it's an eclectic European tour field. I just think I think I think the game within the game. Can I lay out a game within the game? Yeah, Marunk and Yannick Paul are coming after a certain Ryder Cup player. They're going to be gunning for him. Do you know who? who that is? Who? Big Shot Oiger? Bob. Why? They want to show that they were they they were snubs. I know Big Shot Bob qualified on points, but they're coming for Big Shot Bob. They got to be. See the data golf chart out this morning of points points earned versus strokes gained, cumulative strokes gained. It's unbelievable. You've got like the guys at the top right of the graph that you would expect: of Rory, 
Victor, uh, Helma. And then you got Big Shot Bob all the way on the far left of like worst strokes game. And then he's towards the top for points well, earned. Big Shot is, Bob. Everybody's coming after me. <laughs> People are just coming after me about my Big Shot Bob takes. I, have, I do not owe any apologies. All right. I love Big Shot Bob. I love him. We love him. We can't say it anymore, clearly. We love Big Shot Bob. But it Big was Shot very Bob clear. Fans. That he was one of the, the he was one of the weaker players in this Ryder Cup, and because he got two and a half points, is not indicative of how he played. He played exactly uh, how we thought he would play. He just happened to win a couple of matches, and Justin Rose, you know, he made some putts. I loved Fleetwood in the uh, in the post in the celebratory press service, like. You know, we're in the locker room there at the end. It was me and Bob and somebody else. I can't remember. And we were all just in Shane Lowry, maybe. We were all just saying, geez, I hope it doesn't come down to our matches. I hope it doesn't. And we assumed it would be over. And then we're looking at the board like, oh, God, it's coming down to our matches. But Bobby and Bobby and Tommy were kind of brain, like the sort of had it locked up there at the end based on the margins they had. I don't know. I think I think early. <laughs> I think there would have been uh, if, if it was Bob. Even with a two up with four holes or whatever to lead coming down the coming down the stretch would have been high anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been would have been dicey. Um, and we love else? we love the man from Oban. Yes. A favorite. He's been a favorite of this podcast for all five years, basically. <laughs> Ever just... since he called out Bryson for not yelling four, he just jumped to the top of top of the, the shotgun start favorites list. Sergio, and for every for a multitude of reasons, it's it's just comportment. He seems like a great guy. Um, so I I'm sorry we're we're getting sure, but I will not here. apologize for big <laughs> big shot Bob takes. He was shaky. He was very shaky. But um, <laughs> all right, let's continue on. You have any Dunhill? Do you have any other thoughts? It looks chilly, windy as it normally is here in October for this event and it's just a great coffee golf watch though if this wasn't if it wasn't for the corn ferry tour um event ah, I was wondering the finals uh this would be event of the week but I'm gonna go with the you know there are cards on the line and uh and and I'm gonna go with the corn ferry stuff especially also, you know toasty's back uh, this is musty oh. TV. Also, if you're a real tournament, you got to make your amateurs play under their real names. Like you can't like that's bullshit. That's ridiculous. Andrew Waterman. All right, I'm done with that. Get out hey, can here. we talk about Shoffley? You've been icing. You've been icing this, trying to push this to the back. I wrote I was about ready, it in the newsletter. A thousand words. Straight, you can read it ready there. Ready to go. A thousand words. Ready what to do you want to do? What do you want to do? Stefan Lavarball Shoffley is talking to anybody and everybody. We've got Dylan to share with Golf.com. Tom Kershaw with the Times headed out first thing Monday morning, which is now, you know, 48 hours ago. Kevin Van Valkenburg had quotes from him. He is, um, he's spouting off. He's, he's Xander's father, but also his business manager. And he's suggesting that, um, you know, Xander, according to the Times report, Xander was off the team, probably maybe wasn't going to make it to Rome based on disputes about a player participation and benefit agreement. That was a lot of back and forth. The PGA said, you're not going to play if you want this. Then Seth Waugh jumped in. It's all in the Times report. The end result, or a result of which was Netflix, the immediate vote to, to block Netflix, which seemed like the team coming together to acquiesce to, to Xander and Cantlay's uh, wishes on that. And um, 
yeah, Stefan. So, so he has that outline in the Times report. Then with Dylan and Kevin, he's like, they should be compensated. This is ridiculous. They're being, you know, their intellectual properties are being ripped off. Um, they need to open their books. There needs to be more transparency, and this, the product would be made. This better is wh- this is where I why I wanted to zero in here. All right. Do I think that they deserve compensation? Absolutely. Are they currently receiving compensation? Absolutely. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Who's a more marketable, recognizable person? Just in general, general, generally speaking, somebody that plays the Ryder Cup or somebody that makes the NBA All-Star game? Um, that's a good question. Probably the all-star game. No, I, I don't think it's really much of a question. Yeah. Do you know what the NBA all-star game participants receive? All-star weekend. It's a whole weekend. Yeah. Do you know what the compensation is? No. It's a recent ad in recent years. And they extended the break around it. I know that LeBron ask for that if your team loses you get 25 grand if your team wins you get 100 grand it's just like the dinner bill for the weekend when they're out yeah you know what it is it's an honor it's a it's a honor of excellence it is a privilege to get to play in it because it is signifying your excellence now this is the nba the best of the NBA, a league that is worth multiples of golf. And this is what they receive. And sells a lot around that weekend. The this, that, and the other slam dunk. The this, the Sprite and Kia and whatever else kind of stuff. There's a big ad buy around that. NBA players, I think, are, are in an era of player empowerment where they're making demands more than anybody else. There's been very little you know, upheaval about this because you know what? All these guys know playing in the NBA all-star game is really good for them. Yep. All right. I'm not saying that they don't deserve payment. They're, they're getting a very small sum. Now let's just zero in on golf. If you make the Ryder cup team, you get a hundred thousand dollars donated to your charity. What are, why does everybody every I think it's 200,000 now. I thought either way. So I dove in, I dove in, I found a golf week article. Well, I just wanted to, to see this. where where this money was going. Where was the charity going? Who who's donating to what? And Golf Week had an article from last year's Ryder Cup or 2 years ago's Ryder Cup. All right, the let's see. Bryson DeChambeau. 100 grand goes to the uh, the Bryson DeChambeau Foundation. Right, right. Which Let's go. Got, Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka Charitable Fund. Colin Morikawa doesn't have the Colin Morikawa Foundation. I wonder if he has it now. Xander Shoffley, the Xander Shoffley Foundation. Patrick Cantley, the Patrick Cantley Foundation. So, anyways. You know, Jordan Spieth, the Jordan Spieth Family Foundation, Justin Thomas, the Justin Thomas Foundation. Just quickly went in and looked into the Patrick Cantlay Foundation. They're looking to, you know, support junior golf 
And uh, first responders, great causes, right? Um, you know what the PGA is doing with the money that they make in this? Junior golf, largely. They're literally supporting the people that teach junior golf. Yes. Eh. Yeah. So anyways, like, let's be clear. Who's up there in the executive level? Not Seth Law, but there's that the levy guys around still taking pictures. It's I, I agree. Okay. There's glut in every organization, but let's be clear. There's glut in these guys foundations. These guys have all these guys have charitable foundations for one reason to pay less taxes. This is yep. every single player. They get on the tour. Every big player starts a foundation because it's a way to pass through and avoid taxes and to do some good. I'm not like saying they aren't trying to do good, but there are like there are very clear tax reasons to have these foundations. These guys are getting paid effectively more money than the NBA All-Stars are getting paid and they're bitching about it. They live like kings for a week. They get $200,000, I think, is the term now, is the amount now. Um, they get tax un- breaks from that money. Immeasurable, like, untold benefits going forward and, and just brand appeal and ability to... Like, you may, have, you may have zero brand appeal. And I wrote this in the newsletter. Xander Shoffley, I mean, he's a wooden plank. You know, he's a, he's a stop sign. He's a, he's a, you know, he's a traffic light. He's just an inanimate object and he's an exceptional golf talent, exceptional player. Ryder cup. The product of the Ryder cup is is, he's immaterial to it. He's material to the scoreboard, as I said, which he was one in three this year, but like as he's a great golfer, I don't want to diminish that, but he's not like the Ryder cup doesn't crumble. If all of a sudden he can't make it. And it's not even probably dinged in the, in the slightest if he can't make it. But you know what he can do? He goes to his sponsors and say, I'm a Ryder Cup player. And they can't really argue one way or another. And it, it, the price of the brick goes up, even if it's like his addition to it is negligible. So I think there's a, there's a great untold benefit or immeasurable benefit to your brand appeal. And that's where I, I think they... They're probably, I, I don't know. It's it's a tricky one. There's multiple sides. I do think there's a fair argument to say, like, there's a shit ton of money being made on this. And the labor or actors in the play aren't really being compensated for it. But it's not like it is far from a one-to-one with the NCAA. I saw people throwing that out with, like, NCAA, the billions, and the kids aren't paid there. I think it's a very different circumstance. And by this nature, is, you being in the Fryer Cup means you probably made a lot of money that year. This is, We talked about this with the Justin Thomas pick. The Ryder Cup, in a way, the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup represent golf's all-star game. It is a... The teams are picked based off of, for the most part, Who's played the best, you know, over the last year, year and a half, two years. And then they play this great competition. I think that we need to stop comparing them to the NCAAs where players are playing seasons, an entire season and not getting paid for any of their work. Like these guys are getting paid all season long. There are all these bonuses and incentives and different things, you know, 20% 20% of the cash already is going to the PGA tour and the PGA tour has decided to split that amongst all their members. 
you know, that's a that's their house, you know, decision. They could take it up with their own membership if they wanted, you know, to readjust that. But like this whole thing here, you know what the what baseball what baseball players get for the all star all star game weekend. What's that? They get each player elected or selected to the all star game or home run derby receive six complimentary tickets for guests. Do you think the Ryder Cup players get less or more than that? Probably a lot more, I would think. First class flights for themselves. I believe that uh, that the Ryder Cup players got private jet for themselves Charter, and people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, first class flights for themselves and two guests. First class hotel accommodations. Do you think that uh, they stayed at a nice hotel last week in Rome? They had. Yeah, they had their basic own hotel rented out, I think. Meal and tip allowances for three days and a thousand dollar cash stipend and a gift from the league. The one I heard about the PGA of America, I think the the women, the significant others get, I think like something like eight thousand dollars for uh, a dress gown right? allowance for the gala, something like that. I, I think it's generally in that range. Here's another time. here's another tidbit. America, the top voters get fifteen thousand dollars each. This is way less than the hundred thousand dollars of that people are passing through their charity. It, 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 you know, in real value, the top vote getter. So if you're the best player in each league or most popular player, you get $15,000 each. I mean, this is insane. And like the wit- roster of the winning team. So 26 players, is there 26 players in the all-star game? Of the NBA? No, of the baseball. Uh, it's maybe more than that between pitchers. I, I don't know. 26 aside. I don't know. Yeah, aside. So yeah, the, the winning the winning team splits $800,000 cash bonus, which breaks down to $25,000 each. These are huge smarts. Right. Right. The ratings are uh, larger than the Ryder Cup, I would imagine, based on what we just saw. The, the, I, I don't quote me on that, but I would imagine the ratings are significantly larger than the Ryder Cup. Um, and again, I'm not saying they don't deserve to get paid. But let's like just look at this with some common sense. Okay? Let's look at this across like the best way to look at things is look at like across sports compensation. If you're one of the players that gets selected to the Ryder Cup, you are one of the players that is already making the most money in sports. Yes. And I think like Michael Kim replied to a tweet of mine and asked like does this matter? Does does the right playing in the Ryder Cup actually matter for raising the profile of someone? Let's go to our friend Big Shot Bob. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say that I'm. Uh, you know, what's a good made up company? I'm Cap Gemini. Cap Gemini. Basically, Mark- could be a made up company. We looked into that last <laughs> week, as they're on every ad, and still couldn't tell you. I'm the I'm the marketing director at Cap Gemini of sports sponsorships, and uh, you know, I I love love Big Shot Bob. I just I'm a European team fanatic. And I've decided that I want to I want to give Big Shot Bob a figurative uh, two hundred and fifty thousand dollar hat deal for next year. And uh, I'm taking it to my boss. I'm taking it to the CMO who's not into golf, wants to be, you know, wants us to be uh, aligned with golf, but doesn't know anything. Hey, uh, you know, Brendan, I'm going to I'm going to give Big Shot Bob a two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollar hat deal. 
And you say, what are you going to say if you don't know anything about golf? I'd say, well, what's his deal? Who is he? Where'd he come from? Where'd he play? What's he done? What's going to be my first line if I'm describing Big Shot Bob? Well, he was on the winning European Ryder Cup team. He he got two and a half points. It's a point I just made. Yes. Like when you go to sponsors, there's just an inbuilt in hike, whether you did anything in the Ryder Cup or not. Xander didn't make the Ryder Cup any better. He didn't make yes. it more appealing, but in his next negotiation for anything, like it's a part of the thing. It's a, it makes the price go up. So. The price of the brick goes up when you play in the Ryder Cup. This is like a couple of years ago. We had that pod where we broke down Ricky's sponsorships. Like how much it costs just to have a little snippet of his his Scorecard. yardage book cover. Yeah, score, yeah, his yardage book cover. Yeah. yeah. It's it's insane what these guys charge. And a significant multiplier is when you've played on the most recent team competition. That means you're relevant to the sport. That means you spent a week, a week in the case of Patrick Cantley with your hat off, getting massive brand appeal. Patrick oh, Cantley is like big week for Patrick. He's never been more relevant in the sport. And you know, at the end of the day, that is going to equate to dollar signs for him. These guys are are just holding the sport hostage for their well, own personal gain hold, and don't understand how the game works. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. I wrote about a thousand words in the newsletter for this, so I'm not going to break it all down again. But you said these guys, this is the thing. If this was some coalition of Rory and Spieth and Kepka and Justin Rose and the captains, it's the dad of a 30-year-old zero-time major winner that is shouting about this. <laughs> this isn't even, like, we're yelling about, like, this wasn't, like, Luke Donald's asked, he's absolutely not. Is absolutely not. Former number one played. player in the world. Uh, current captain. Like, th- th- these aren't people, like, these aren't captains trying to exploit the labor, right? I mean, they have, like, Luke Donald has seen and done it all from a business and playing perspective and would know both sides. He's not trying to exploit, like squeeze some labor dry. He has a sense of the competition, a sense of how these guys are treated, a sense of how these guys are living said, and, and what makes this event tick. And he said, absolutely not. I understand it would be open to the other argument. But here you have a daddy helicoptering in. I deal with helicopter parents and youth sports all the time. And we've got it come to the Ryder Cup. This guy spouting off. And he's incoherent, quite honestly. At one point, he says... You know, we just want to open the books and then we'll all agree to donate it to one unified charity. Like that's going to happen. Like you're going to get 24 or 12 guys to agree on where they're all going to want to pass through their own foundation. (laughs) That's the whole point of this. all. So so they can get. But then also says they need to get money and they need to be compensated fairly and their IP is being ripped off like he's all over the place. And it's caused this firestorm. And it it was. Let's be honest. It was a significant issue in the lead up to the Ryder cup with these two guys pushing back on these various legal documents. And then the Netflix aspect, like it was a thing. Now that may have not fractured the U S team in any way, shape or form, but it was certainly a disruption to the PGA of America operation on that side. It was. And most menacingly, I think is in the Dylan article. He says, you know, pushing for more money for the players would stand up in anybody's mind, the court of public opinion, and potentially in the courts. That's kind of menacing. It, throwing out whether this could be a, become a court issue or taken to court. 
That's not good. Some dad who's also the business manager suggesting, you know, the one thing that's sort of been immune to everything this year being tangled up with a, a, a you know, cha- overhauling the tour, a merger, a lawsuit, a congressional hearing, um, agreements to do away with lawsuits, every, you know, redoing the schedule, creating a new uh, L of a signature series. Like everything is about not the golf. And now you want to bring the Ryder Cup. And the Ryder Cup, I'm not going to suggest it's pure and above everything. Like, there's a shit ton of money being made and changing hands in this event. It's it's not just so, like, of course, it's pure sport and competition. And that's what the combatants say. But it should be a little bit immune to this. And I think that's really not scary, but but somewhat irritating when you hear him throwing out the potential for court action about this. I mean, it's bullshit. This is the, this is the pinnacle, the highest peak of obnoxious greed. Yeah. It's so myopic. It's so just, I know, you know, golfers are individual players. Uh, And you know what? There are a lot of pro golfers who probably hate golf and they do this as a job and they do it for money. And every time they play golf, it's with money in mind. I don't know if these two guys fall into that cap cap uh, category. I'm they could say they, they do. don't want to play. This is an optional event. Is the other thing. Last but not least, I, can I ahead. just add one more thing? Yep. Maybe there should be a cat like the cash should be derivative of winning. I think that would have probably dramatically changed the way the the prep. Maybe there needs to be a cash prize where you get you get basically like the I like the NBA structure. Make it like you get ten grand if you win per person. You get you get two fifty if you win per person. Let's see how the how the American team shapes up, right? Really that could be so? a great way for the Americans to actually win an away Ryder Cup. You really is, think so? You think? Oh, they uh, these this money is the, motivator. Uh, do you think they would have? Do you think they would have taken an entire month off ahead of it? Man, do you think Pat Cantley and Xander, if everybody's you know, if there's a combined what's two fifty times twelve, there's a couple million. So it's like a, you know, a roughly almost a three million cash cash prize for the winning team. Do you think Pat Cantley and Xander are skipping the Ryder Cup practice? Maybe that's the issue, and maybe that's the heart of the problem. Of why, like, because you can tell on the other side that that shit wouldn't matter. It wouldn't doesn't matter on the other side. That's the the sad thing you about really, this. Is- I I don't know that I necessarily agree with you that it would change the motivations or the the approach of maybe a few maybe a few players who are purely motivated by that but i i don't know that i agree with that i mean this um, is i was talking with somebody um a couple of weeks ago and this is like the guy. the disease of of i uh, not disease this is just the reality of of pro golf do you know what like the middle of the road champions tour player like i'm i'm saying like you know, the guy that we read down the field list and we like make fun of the guy. <laughs> like I'm saying like middle of the road. I'm not going to use any names because I don't want to out this person. Do you know what they're getting for like a Monday charity outing just to show up? Man, just to show up for five hours. These marketing budgets are these marketing people are insane. If that's the case, what? Take a guess. Like, yeah. like Monday outing, middle of the road guy. Like five grand, like fifteen thousand dollars. Oh my god! So like, we're open to ad reads here, folks. If you want to, I'd like. I'm not suggesting we get your money. Your money goes farther with us, but 
God, that doesn't seem like a good use. I mean, like you're talking like a guy that might have won an event on tour and plays on the Champions Tour. That kind of money. Okay, that's the market. That's the market. I'm up so I think know. that's where this all comes down to, like why these guys is like, well, I could go to a Monday outing and get paid like two hundred thousand dollars, and I have to go to this week. But like they're missing the point of like what the week is. It is the All Star Game, and no other sport has like this massive like cat. The reality is, if you're playing in that, you're. Like, if you're in the NBA and you make an all-star game, you know your next contract, if you're not one of the high-paid guys already, your next contract's $40 million. It's the max. I'm an all-star. Max. If if you're an American Ryder Cup player and you haven't hit it big, you know your next endorsement deals are going to be through the roof because you're a Ryder Cupper. Yep. And if you are big, you can say, I'm a Ryder Cupper. And if you fall off... You know, it was already built in, contracted, basically. Yeah, you know exactly. Um, I, it's it's. I guarantee Cam Young got paid a lot of money because he made the Presidents Cup team. I bet some he got some deals that that was a lever, like that was. Hey, this guy's a Presidents Cupper. He's going to be on the Ryder Cup team. He should have been yeah. on the Ryder Cup team. Now that now just, the agent's saying he should have been on the Ryder Cup team. He almost won the Open Championship. I think there are ways to go about this. The dad talking out like this is not one. I think there's ways to ask for a little bit more compensation or a little bit understood, like different, like, I don't know, just a different way to, to um, make sure the players are, don't feel like they're just being abused and used. And I'm not suggesting they are some maybe do, um, but, but like attempting to hold popping off, isn't the way and and attempting to hold the event and and stuff hostage. Isn't the way to do it. There's September labor, total tact. Like, that needs to be used. And it's like, you need to present like, Hey, we, we want more money. Okay. Let's figure out like a, a reasonable solution. Let's not say we're not, I'm not playing. So you seem to think like this might improve the product for the few. Like I, that's the, I'm not, most I'm, I'm not thing saying I it's going to said was paying people more money will improve the product when this place, I'm not saying it's going to improve the, the product. network's dry. Like the, the rights fees are killed. Like the commercials, it was already a terrible, terrible product this week because the, they're trying I'm, to make up rights fees and, that aren't delivering ratings. I'm not saying it's going to improve the product. I'm saying it's going to improve the United States team's uh, performance. <laughs> so, you know, Hey, guess who played? I don't guess, know. Who I don't played, know, man. I don't who played you, the best. Who played the best in the United States team? Max. What did he do two weeks before? Yeah. Yeah. He played golf. He played golf because he was the defending champion. I would say Max Homa would not be motivated by any more money. I I don't think so either. It's just, I don't know. I, I think, I think Patrick Cantley was, you know, arguably the best American player. And it seemed like he kind of got lit up by like his, he got motivated by what was going on with him. Yep. yep. A fascinating debate with a couple different sides, but probably the, I don't know, just probably the wrong approach, wrong person to have uh, out there fronting it or, or trying to holler about it. Uh, let's do an ad read for our friends at Red Rooster Golf. Listen, uh, you know what? what? If we, uh, if I, if we played in the Ryder Cup, I bet Red Rooster would, would be looking to pay Open. us more money, right? If we played in the Ryder Cup. Yep. Uh, Red Rooster Golf. This is the exact kind of brand we like to get get in partner with, get in bed with. 
Um, it's two former players, Gary and Brad, um, guys who use gloves, who understood the pain points and weaknesses of gloves, understand sort of the obsolescence of gloves, tried to make a more durable glove, high quality glove. Um, they are golf nuts. They are trying to serve this exact audience, the people who listen to this podcast. Um, and they are offering a uh, promo code of SGS15 that will get you 15% off. They're a uh, full array of gloves at redroostergolf.com. That's the uh, Red Roosters. There's a bunch of different websites for that. There's a chicken joint and there's a coffee roaster. But Red Rooster Golf will get you to the, the one you want for golf gloves. They've got a bunch of subscribers. You can do that where like you just get a batch of new gloves sent to you on the interval of your choice. But if you could you pick out, they won My Golf Spies. They were number one in My Golf Spies performance glove category in 2022. They were also second. The Cape was number one. The Range Rooster was number two. And then the Rain Rooster glove in My Golf Spy, which is like not branded, does not in the pocket of any specific company, was number one. Rain golf gloves are that's a that's a tricky art to perfect the rain golf gloves. You can oh, make yeah. some disastrous ones. You really and what get a name, down. the Rain Rooster. A rain it's a rooster. great name. That's tested by My Golf Spy. Again, this is a good company. One that's built it f- hyper focused, laser focused, maybe as as Jay Monahan would say on this specific product. Uh, go to redroostergolf.com. Use the promo code SGS fifteen for fifteen percent off there. All right, continuing on. Stefan sent us all a tizzy uh, in different directions. Continuing on with our schedule for the week. We've hit the Dunhill. I'm going to go KFT Championship ahead of the Sanderson. My beloved Sanderson. We'll get more Sanderson. The proud uh, Reveille the Rooster, the proud Cock Trophy will be down and available at Jackson, Mississippi. You've, uh, you've lost it. You know, you 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 would have two years ago led no matter what with the, with the Sanderson. And uh, it's, it's being be beaten out of you. I've been you, wearing you... my Sanderson hat this week. I got the throw pillow out that Will Bardwell sent me as a random gift from the pro I, sh- the team shop. I feel I feel like you've lost your way a little bit. I, I almost feel not like I have to true. become the Sanderson ambassador nope. because nope. of how how you've nope. left this tournament nope. in the dust. You know, you're putting Crumped the corn ferry tour Ryder over Cup. it. No, no the I... Ryder Cup jammed it. Go Can ahead. I provide a uh, a uh, you know just something that everybody wants to watch? Yeah. The gas man is firmly on the cut. Shad Tootin, a favorite of this podcast, is number yep. 29 on the points list. He is a, bu- a bubble boy. All right. So there's a couple different things that are going on. Corn Ferry Tour Championship. This is on Golf Channel 1 to 4. Our friend Shane Bacon on the call. Uh, 2 to 4 on Thursday. Friday is uh, 2 to. F- uh, what am I looking at here? Friday is 2 to 4. And then Saturday and Sunday. Um, two to four. So you got the finals um, all throughout the weekend. You get rare KFT. This is the highest stakes of the season. You got 30 cards going out this week, five via Q school later. You're playing a diff- for different things here. Number one player gets uh, full exempt. You're into the players and the U.S. Open if you finish number one. There's five guys. Ben Coles is currently leading, but our man, the toasty man, has a potential. If he wins, he becomes number one. Chan got Kim has got a, a little bit Rico more Hoey. clarity. Got a little more clarity on uh, on the toasty, got, um, toasty suspension. Tales. A lot of toasty tales. I don't know yeah. if we have clarity. There's too many tales to have clarity. There's well, too many. I got, the rap sheet is a mile long that I don't think there's so, clarity on what broke the camel's back. So the the corn fairy tour. This has been a problem. This has been a big problem for them all year. It's like, what do we do with this guy? 
Like he was a menace on the tour all year, like week in, week out issues. And effectively what they did <laughs> was they waited until he was mathematically in because they did card. not, they yeah. couldn't have a suspension. While like looking for points. Well, while he was like, didn't have his future secured. So he gets he gets his cards. I mean, hold secured. up, they could, they could. Maybe they didn't they want themselves to. up they to just, a loss. Yeah, all right. all right. They didn't want. They just the didn't want that to be. Okay. So, anyways, they gave him basically a zero tolerance policy. Once he got his once, it's like a, you got to stop. You can't keep doing this. We're gonna we're gonna pop you if this was if this keeps happening. Allegedly unsubstantiated rumor. The thing that pushed it over the edge was yelling at a volunteer. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seems like that was a, a daily or almost. If there's 18 holes, like 16 of them, he's doing that. But yes, not good. We got another unsubstantiated rumor that he maybe relieved himself in full view with it within an area that unsubstantiated, alleged. You know, he, he nature called, he had to take a leak, and he was just not, you know. Another thrown. unsubstantiated rumor mill. Did we talk about Kyle Westmoreland w- with Toasty? The Toasty yeah. Tales? Uh, maybe. I know Monday Q had some stuff on him in his report. What? Uh, Westmoreland is a big, big boy. Dude. Yeah, he's like six foot six. Yeah, huge guy. Toasty yeah. is not a big guy. No. A little scrapper though, maybe. Apparently, Toasty. Didn't like the pace at which Westmoreland oh, yeah, was playing. Yes, yes, he was screaming at him. He hit it. He was ready yell, to go to from come, the tee box. Yes. He was ready to go down, throw throw down with Westmoreland, six foot six. Toasty's like five foot nothing. <laughs> I apparently though we had a we had someone push back and say Westmoreland like when it, while dust was settled he was like supportive of Toasty and realized the guy came from nothing and he's got a clear. Uh, heated issue, a temper issue, but uh, Westmoreland maybe I don't know had no hard feelings. I, I'm not sure on that. So I mean, this is the thing about Toasty. Toasty, it's an yeah. incredible golf story. Came from like a the really like poor, yes. Yes. poor part of Argentina. It's like yep. it's an incredible, incredible golf story. It, it it just all aspects of this. I can't wait for Toasty to be on tour. This is this is. It's going to be coming. delicious. It's, what, if he gets coming. The, what if he gets number one? He gets in the players in the U.S. Open. He's at Piners. Ball's rolling off the turtle back green. It's just breaking pins in half as it happens. That, that would be incredible. One can only, only hope. Um, so so that's something so, to watch. Toasty so can number, get that top spot. Number one gets all those, in addition to Rico Hoey, Chan Kim, a few others. Five guys can get number one. Ben Cole's currently there. Thirty Top 30 get their uh, Corn Ferry membership uh into the corn fairy graduates category the remainder 31 to 75 so there's 75 guys minus two who didn't make it are in the field they're fully exempt for the corn fairy tour next year and then 31 to 60 in this indiana uh kft championship event 31 to 60 immediately get uh direct access to final stage of the q school that's coming up that will get you five more cards uh that 30 number is wildly wildly up in the air for this stage of the game i believe i believe 14 have or 16 have locked up 14 are still to go every single player in the field has a mathematical chance you probably got to win it if you're towards the bottom but every player has a mathematical chance 
Um, I think number 26 and number 33, this is a PGA Tour uh, Kevin Price article. Number uh, great, cre- The great Kevin Price. The great Kevin Price. Like the separation in that like seven is like nothing. It's like T, a two-way T31 gets you enough points maybe to pass. Um, so it's wildly still up in the air, especially for like those last five or six spots. And there are still 14 cards that need to go out. So a lot of games within the game and just a, a 72-hole stroke play event this week in Indiana. Uh, and that'll be on Golf Channel. Continuing on with our schedule for the week. Hey, hey, Roger Sloan's on the bubble. Oh, really? He's 31. Our guy. Our guy, the Canadian. Do you think they watch um, after his family on the Corn Ferry Tour? Probably not in the way they do on the PGA Tour. God, that was one of the best shotgun start stories ever uh on the, on the lpga we have the ascendant lpga benefiting voa this is at that uh american club and old co- in the colony in texas that'll oh, be man. on golf channel 11 to noon on peacock um and then finishing up on the weekends uh 2 to 5 p.m barring no oh it's tape delayed they're bumping it to tape delayed in favor it's getting lost in the furic and friends champions tour event in the sanderson oh, farms God. championship it's lost. Is Furyk and friends at Tim Aquana? I believe so. Yeah. They just did a big uh, PR thing for the World Champions Cup, which we're going to talk about that another time. The World Champions Cup, where everybody's a captain's pick, and it's just six guys, six kind of famous champions tour guys going against Buddy them. Ball. Buddy Ball, basically. Um, senior, senior Sanderson Buddy Farms. Ball. We'll talk more about Sanderson Farms on Friday. We have a hard stop here in four minutes. I feel uh, we'll like I had about- a dream about the Champions Tour the other day, and I can't remember what it was. What's your favorite Sanderson Farms pairing? Have you looked at the tee sheet? It's an incredible field. Mine is definitely Ted Potter Jr., Scott Piercy, and Max McGreevy. Those are three me, shotgunners at get, heart for various reasons. Both. Um, let me get in here pure real quick. Filibuster uh, for a second for me to... There's, there's a bunch of... Uh, like Jimmy Walker is back after hollering about, you know, having to you know, slave away under the yoke of the new designated event system. Um, you want to hear a music story? I love Kingsley yeah. Club. I love it. We just had yeah. an event there. There's a framed thing about Jimmy Walker. I think he might be a member there. So there's a framed scorecard. Do you know what he shot? Guess what he shot? Like 66, 65. 70. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just wondering why the scorecard's framed. Did you ask? No, I didn't have time. I saw it. I was like, wait, what did he shoot? Did he shoot like 59 or 60? Yeah. yeah. I thought I I was splitting the difference with 65, like a good score, but not like a course record with 70. I think I took a picture of it. I like I I didn't really read it. I just looked at the scorecard. So like apologies if there was something of significance that I'm missing here. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's Jimmy Walker. He probably played it while he's number one player in the world. Here it is. Reigning PGA champion plays July seventeenth. Major winner. Playing. He shot seventy. There's no hole in one. Went thirty eight. (laughs) Thirty two. What is that like, tipped out, Kingsley? I don't know. It, it, not long. It's not okay. like length is yeah. not the challenge out there. Yeah, but it's, like it's, uh, yeah. the significance of this, like what what's 
you know, that he played out here. They just have the signed flag and the picture of him taking a swig out of the out of the Jameson bottle. You don't need to sign that. Just have the scorecard. Yeah, yeah the I feel like that's an unnecessary shot at right. at Jimmy. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Um, you've got the the Sanderson Farms where he is at. All Ludwig. right, I got mine. I got my my group. Ludwig coming from Rome to Jackson, Mississippi, as Bunky Perkins said, "This is the Protestant Reformation from Rome to Jackson." I I gotta Go say. This is just catnip call of the week. Yeah. The tour is out for blood, and they are going to beat Ludwig into the ground oh, the next yeah. couple weeks. Yeah. It's just. Yep. Yep. Um. She, here's my she... my group. My group. Right. Ready? What? Yep. We got BG the booze stopper Brian Gay, Andrew Landry the no no rule book Andrew Landry, and Cashmere Keith Mitchell. What? A... Oh. I like that. What a, what a pairing. Two, they all, wait, so you got Brian Gay. Who is the middle one? I'm Andrew sorry. Landry. You got two guys that are like sub 5'8". They've like all won on Keith. tour in the last, I don't know, five years? I saw the Butterfield is... What's the threshold for announcing on social media you got a commitment to the field? Because the Butterfield is, is touting that they've got Brian Gay to commit. That's what we got to talk about. At what point do you make a big social media play? ESPN Plus. I think I think I mean that's a four-time All SEC yeah. golfer. That's it's a boost stopper. You could make a make a make a play there. Featured group. Oh man, Duffner, Duffner, Vajegas, and DJ Trahan. What a group! We're running out of time. 2013 uh, featured groups. You could just figure out for yourself. It's kind of amusing, but yes, Ludwig made it. If you can believe it or not, they put him with Akshay too so they're gonna oh. hammer that all day all day so but Hoagie's i mean it's back. gonna be a fun thing Hoagie's, to watch hoagie and featured groups you'll be happy to know so yeah, all right we got a bunch more down. to get over we'll push it all the friday we'll have an on-time delivery friday are Lexi's we doing over unders friday golf advice is back we got yeah. so many golf advices if you want if you want to send yours in sgsgolfadvice at gmail.com Blocky's going to Cutter for his F1. Just incredible stuff going on with Blocky. We'll be back Friday to talk about that and more. Thanks for your continued support. 